Originals. Let's fire the clean machine. Tell us who you are, what you are, and where you're from. Oh, I'm uh, French, mm-hmm. but I lived in London for 10 years and just moved to Paris this year. And um, singer, crowd walker, radio <laughs> host, songwriter, <laughs> all that. For sure. And uh, part of the Gorillaz family. You know that. A lot this year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So see this, we're in this fine dining establishment. I thought we could play a little game during this conversation called Afterlife Dinner Parties, where you choose people from past and present, five people that you'd most like to see in the same room or have a dinner party with. You with it? Yes. First, I'd like to say that if I'm hosting a dinner party, I'm not going to host it on my own. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that first, in the room, if you're trying to picture the room now with the big table and the chandelier or whatever's going on. <laughs> <laughs> the candles. Right. So I'll have Johnny Hostile with me. Right. So whether we count him as a guest or just my, you know, he's hosting with me. Sounds kind of sweet. Um, so that's the first thing. He's a long-time collaborator. I don't see myself doing anything without him being on my side. You know about that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the first thing. Then, um, okay, if I have to choose my first guest... And I imagine her sitting at the end of the table and I'd have a big chair, like a a wooden chair, almost like a throne, you know, because she's a queen. And uh, it would be Nina Simone. Yeah. And I'd seat her there. And basically the dinner party, the dinner starts when she opens her knife and the dinner would have to stop when she closes it. She's, (laughs) you know, the master of ceremony there. She's in control. And I don't know if she would say much. She was there a lot. Got you. But I'd really love to have her there. She'd be the guest of honor, let's say. <laughs> Excellent. So she's going to sing you a song. One song. Mm. What would that song be? Little Girl Blue. I think uh, there's um, an extreme softness into it uh, that I really like. Right. And also, it's always a song that... Um, Resonated that we talked about with Johnny Hostile, and he always said that like he would like this song to be played at his funeral. So I, I kind of always have this song somewhere locked in my heart. <laughs> it's an amazing piece of music. I mean, a piano. Yeah, you can see she comes from classical training, you know. And this is sort of it's like Chopin intro. It's beautiful, but of course there's the fire. Yeah. You know, behind it. That intro on the piano. Yeah. I'd like her to play that for me. So, who's left and right of the Queen of Jazz? 
So on one side I'd put Jack Brel, French singer. He was um, a big influence for me when I grew up, but I didn't notice. I think he he started creeping in when I moved to England, and because when you move from your country, your culture from where you grew up kind of sort of comes back as a feedback. And so I, I started to listen a lot of Jack Brel when I moved right. ten years ago to London. I don't think I play one show without thinking about him. And there's something about the way he uses his body and his hands, particularly, right. and he, he incarnates characters uh, in the songs, same way like rappers would do, you know. Or, but he would be extremely intense, and that intensity is something that I've always strived to, you know, find in myself when I'm on stage. Yeah. So yeah, so Jaguar will be there, and he was a very funny man as well, and he likes a party. And <laughs> I'd love to have a conversation with him one day. <laughs> Is there a song he might play you? Mm, well, maybe his all-time classic. He didn't really like this song, but everybody likes this song. It's Namakitpa. Yeah. Nina Simon co- covered it, actually. Yeah, I just realized that, actually. Namakitpa, <laughs> um, which means don't leave me. And people love this song because it's about someone who's begging not to be... You know, left. Uh, but he said it was the song about an idiot. <laughs> A word? Why? Because when someone wants to leave you, you, there's nothing you can do. I mean, that's why, you know, you can't just put go on your knees and beg. <laughs> that's not going to make them stay, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, you, there's a lot you can do. You can, you know, but... Begging is probably because <laughs> in the song he he says uh, I'll be the I'll become your shadow I'll become the shadow of your hand the shadow of your dog you know so he's completely the self respect is gone <laughs> he just want, doesn't want to be left alone mm, it's a beautiful song. Small, my dreams don't know fear. Got my heart full of hope. I will change everything, no matter what I'm told. How impossible it seems. We did it before and we'll do it again. We're indestructible, even when we're tired. And we've been here before, just you and I. Don't try to rescue me, I don't need to be rescued. And second to last? I'd have um, Vanessa de Rio. Vanessa de Rio, she's uh, an American porn actress from the 70s. Gotcha. Uh, she had Puerto Rican origins. She was one of the first uh, to, to become a, a, pop, a famous porn actress from, you know, with Puerto Rican origins. Uh, she's extremely fun. She was one of the women who, when I heard her talk about sex, I found that it was very liberating. Gotcha. And very um, free, right. and no drama, and just the fun aspect of it. And I, I really loved that. It really helped me. I found that really inspiring. And um, and she's just you know, she'd be darling me all the way through, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's already really great. Nina Simone, Jack Brill, that is other real. I like that. <laughs> God, that wouldn't be boring at all. <laughs> Do you think there'd be any friction? Are you expecting any friction in your guests? 
Yeah, maybe with Jack Brell. Because he was... Um, he has his own views about women. He felt that women of his generation should be less concerned with mundane things. Oh, really? Should be less concerned with safety. Should be less concerned with protection mm-hmm. and that they should be more adventurous. And he felt that women who were, you know, building a home and being mothers and being, you know, he felt that that was, you know, for him, not, not all that it should be. It should be more than that. So, but he sort of sometimes categorized women like that's what they are, you know. A word. So, but in some ways he was right as well. I think you know the idea of um, trying to bring the man into this um, is also um, a mistake in some ways. Like, I now I'm really interested in the outlooks between someone like Nina Simone, who obviously is coming from a different age, different era. And this very liberated Puerto Rican porn star. What do you think? Oh, between them two, how would go? I don't know. I really honestly don't know. It's really hard to predict what Nina Simone would do, would say. I think she's quite mysterious, which I love about her. I love the way she would go on stage and dominate her audience and be extremely severe. I think, I think performance should be scary. Right. I think... Audiences should be impressed and scared. I like that aspect of it. Of course, they should be lifted and inspired as well, but they, there's also an aspect of dominance that I really like, especially when you're listening. Uh, she would just stare at them, standing up, not moving, until there's this complete silence, you know? I found that amazing. <laughs> I, and who's your third guest? Louise Brooks is my next guest. I would sit her next to Vanessa Del Rio. Something about these women sitting next to each other I really like. <laughs> wow. So Louise Brooks is coming from a different era. She's from the 30s. She's, um, she was famous for a while for acting in different silent movies. Uh, like Diary of a Lost Girl. It was movies by a German director called Pabst. And uh, she was unique, different. She had a classic haircut. That's how you recognized her. She symbolized, you know, the the free spirit of the woman of the 30s at the time. But she was actually a real free spirit in her life. And uh, and the way she would act was very modern. Uh, so modern that she didn't really... She had to stop acting because she couldn't find a place in Hollywood when she came back. And stopped for a while and became a sort of a cult, you know. And reappeared when she was much later in her life to be celebrated again, especially in Europe. But she was a real example to me because she was very different. And she had her own style and she was very modern in the way she was doing things by just being herself. And she was liberated. You know, there's stories about her sleeping around with a lot of crew in film sets and having this kind of free life. So and I could just stare at her for hours. <laughs> she looks, she looks incredible, and very beautiful, but not a standard beauty. Not a, it was kind of an androgynous beauty, and a timeless thing with her. Yeah, and she would not be acting even if her characters were falling in love, or she would not be acting girly. She wouldn't be, you know, she would be herself, like she would be a real person. Yeah, that's kind of cool. 
Moving on. Who's your final guest for dinner? I was thinking of Josephine Baker. Gotcha. In between the two wars, she was an American dancer, young American dancer, uh, black American, and she moved to Paris to be a dancer, and she became really famous in the cabaret scenes. Yeah. And uh, she used to have, a, to have a special dance with bananas around her, her waist, uh, bare chests, and she would dance like a savage. Wow. And people would go to see her, and she was an attraction, but she was raising big questions at the time because it was, mm-hmm. you know, with questions with the colonies and, you know, were people there to laugh at her? Were people seduced by her? Was she, what was she, was she a, a man? Because she was not, she, she was feminine, but she was also acting like a savage. So she was like, is that feminine? Is this, you know, she was an enigma and I really like that. That w- That's really what art should do, you know. And as a performer, I think she, she was a, a catalyst for a lot of questions of her time. And she became a target, you know, inevitably, because when you do that, you become, you know, um, a target. So... So I like her. And then she was a real hero during the Second World War. She really fought for freedom and she was instrumental in the liberation and she was really brave. But her story is really interesting for that. So, yeah, I like her. She doesn't have to come with her bananas. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but she can. I mean, that's fine. She can come bare-chested if she wants to as well, but she doesn't have to. She can come with a nice dress or a nice trousers, whatever she wants to wear. <laughs> well... Thanks so much, Jenny. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. That was great. There's only one man I met in a party. Hey, but that's all right, you know. <laughs> well, I might join you, so you're going to have two. Oh, please, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Jenny Hostel's there, so we good, we good. That's going to be a nice meal. All right, that sounds fine. Uh, tell me, do you think these people want to see each other again? Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah. In my head, they do. <laughs> so thanks so much again for coming, Jenny. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, and thank you for coming to my dinner party. <laughs> man, I loved it. Oh, you're welcome anytime again. No, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Thanks for listening to Gorilla's podcast with Deezer. Now get out. <laughs> uh, that was funny. We got the power to be loving each other, no matter what happens. We got the power to do that. Deezer. Originals.